We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am your regular host, Chris McPherson, and uh, looking forward to bringing you another episode of our podcast tonight. Of course, we couldn't do it without our great sponsors, uh, Newey Threads, and their great line and range of clothes that they uh, have on their website. Make sure to check them out on their website or Facebook. And, of course, the sponsors of our great tipping contest, TexBet, the uh, local bookies, uh, as I like to say often, if you like to donate your money to bookmakers and keep them in jobs like I do, then uh, why not do it with a local? Uh, go to TextBet and check them out. Uh, use the codes uh, that we've shared on the page and we'll continue to share on the page and uh, make sure to yeah, get in touch with them and they'll look after you, let them know that we've sent you over from League Castle. Tonight we've got another new debutante guest co-host on the show. Uh, he's been around the grade traps for a while. He's a, a local junior. He's ventured his way out to the Newcastle Hunter Club, the Kersley Crushers, this year. And uh, he's joined us tonight uh, as a f- late replacement for Blake Moroney. And, and I reckon we've got the better end of the deal. Tori Neville, welcome to the show. Yeah, cheers for having me. Appreciate it. No worries, mate. Um, so would you agree with that? Would you say that we've got the uh, better end of the stick getting you on here rather than Blake tonight? Oh, uh, look, uh, Blakey loves getting a rap from the from the podcast. And uh, he looks forward to the boys getting into him about it. But yeah, he definitely has, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm hearing on the grapevine from them, uh, the uh, the Coalfields, mate. Is that uh, not mu- not not much better, but marginally. Uh, so we look forward to what you can bring to the show tonight, mate. Um, yeah. So give us a bit of background on yourself. As I said, you've you know, you've played a bit of grade. You've been involved in footy in a few different elements. Um, I guess spin, spin us your football yarn. What's your background? Where did you play your juniors, and what did you do after that? Yeah, sweet. So I started when I was ten, and I played out at Cessnock till I was like. 17 or something, and then our um, our team folded. So I played the rest of my juniors at uh, Curry, and I've done a few years in grade now. It's been like 10 years or something in grade. And, um, yeah, so Cessnock had, the obviously, the three grades, and I was captain coaching last year. And with it going to two teams, and I just thought, you know, there's obviously no coaching role for me there. And uh, plus I had some other family stuff going on. I wasn't even going to play this year. Yeah. So I just decided oh, I'll head out to Kersley. I thought I wasn't doing anything. And I was just starting to get a bit round on the lounge. So I thought I'll head out to Kersley and keep moving a little bit. And I'm actually really enjoying it out there. But um, yeah, it's just it's good to be playing footy, in all honesty, because I really thought I wasn't going to be this year. Yeah, no, it's uh, great to see yourself and a couple of others going out there. And I guess... Kersley, only only a fairly new entrant, not the newest, but fairly new entrant to the Newcastle and Hunter rugby league scene. And uh, they sort of, from what I can understand, came out of the uh, ashes, for want of a better term, of uh, the Cessnock cutters that were tied to Cessnock uh, a few years ago and, and only lasted for a short time. But they've had some tough times over the last couple of years, but certainly right in the mix this year. Yeah, so I, I actually played a couple of games with them last year through the, um, like being able to play between clubs. Yep. Portability. So that's knocking that. Yeah, portability. That's the one. And um, I uh, actually funny story. I won one of the uh, I can't remember if it was players' player or just coaches' award. And he had to skull a beer in front of everyone. And um, I skulled me beer, and I went to sit it on top of me head, and it's come out of me hand, smashed me in the head, and then just smashed on the floor. So I owed the public in a couple games. So 
that's why I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Good, good, good paying your debts, mate. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's been the key? Obviously, as as you know, I mentioned there last year was probably a tough year. I, I think from memory, they started in C grade, went down to D grade, and sort of. Look, they finished the season better than they started the year and improved through the year. But um, this year, uh, much more successful and, and, you know, within striking distance and certainly in the mix for, you know, in the conversation of a minor premiership at the moment. Yeah, so not, not to put a knock on any players or anything that from the past in the, like the, with the club, but um, there wasn't really much um, structure in the halves and they had a different combination every week and things like that. And this year we're pretty stable in that department and not to mention just in the last few weeks we've got pretty much our whole entire forward pack back where – so we're really building off what they're putting down. And I think uh, on the weekend, I think we scored the same amount of tries on each side of the field. So we're looking pretty potent on each side. And I think it has a lot to do with how much we trust each other. And like, the boys really love being around each other, which is you know pretty obvious in a footy club. But it's just there's something about this club and it's pretty it's pretty cosy. Yeah, no, that makes sense, mate. And, and look, without wanting to reflect at the end of the day and, and not, not trying to, um, I guess take away from the D-grade competition, but we see quite often that it is the team that can be, you know, have some consistency in that spine and basically be the, you know, we even hear this at the NRL level, they have to be the fittest and healthiest at the right time of year. Um, but having a bit of consistency, we see a lot of the C and D-grade teams that chop and change week in, week out, depending on availability of players and lots of different things. It's not about ability necessarily. The reason some of these sides may not compete some weeks and, and you know, may get turned over by, by other opposition one week and then beat them the next. And we've seen that in the C-grade competition last week. We saw Hamilton two weeks ago get lose to Raymond Terrace by 20 and then last week they played the same team two weeks in a row and they, they won by 30. So, um, yeah, that consistency can be key. Yeah, well, I had a, I had a um, when I knew I was doing the the podcast with you, I had a quick look through some of the scores and that just to see who was doing what. That way, I might not be entirely clueless when we get up to that <laughs> segment. <laughs> yeah, lovely, mate. Well, we'll see how you go. We've had we've had some that have been uh, very detailed, more detailed than me in their research, and we've had others that have uh, uh, what's the nice way flown blind, shall we say? But I won't name any yeah. names. So. Uh, now look, look mate we'll, uh, we'll start with your competition at um, where you're going to probably have the, the most nous and knowledge and that is yep. the Newcastle Cut and Drill D grade competition it's great to have a uh, sponsor like Newcastle Cut and Drill getting behind the D grade and supporting them this year and um, as I said you guys are, are right up at the business end it's a bit of an open competition especially after the previous ladder leaders Shortland got knocked over by the team coming last last week Lampton New Lampton 28-26 that was a bit of an upset mate yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's surprising in in our competition. You know, they that um Lampton team they're really starting to come together. When we played them, they were you could tell they really were trying for each other. So I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but definitely against Shortland, you know, who really know their way around a footy field, you could say it's a bit of a shock, but a surprise. I probably wouldn't say a surprise. Yeah, and uh, in the other results, Katara, who are now the latter leaders. Uh, they won 36-12 over Glendale, which puts Glendale down to sixth and means that Glendale, realistically, are, are out of the finals race. Um, and yourselves, Kersley, 42-12, a good win over Wanji. Wanji have been in some pretty good form, so that was a uh, that was a pretty impressive win and, and you guys would have been very happy with that, I would have thought. Yeah, well, th- we, we weren't sure who we were going to be up against because we've heard they've got a few players and they were uh, a much bigger squad and they were pretty physical, so, yeah. It was a good battle, but it felt good to get out there and get the W against them. Yeah, it's interesting and nice and tight. As I said, the latter, you got Katara on 11 points. Uh, Kersley and Shortland, both on 10. You guys with a, f- 
a, a fairly significantly more superior for and against with plus 110 there at plus 36. Then you've got Wanji back on eight and Lent, the new Lentner on five. Glendale, as I said, on four, but they're nearly 90 points worse than Wanji on four and against. So pretty yeah. much out of the finals race with two rounds to go. But it's great to see that it came down to this point of the year. And, I mean, mathematically, Glendale can still make it. Lampton, New Lampton, it still needs some good results to knock Wanji out. They're relying on Wanji losing both and them winning both, obviously. Um, yep. But, uh, look, you know, as we've seen, anything, anything's possible. And Lampton, New Lampton have probably got, you know, there's no easy games in this grade, as you just alluded to, but they've probably got the best start they could with uh, Saturday afternoon uh, hosting Glendale at uh, Ford Oval. So that'll be an interesting one, fifth versus sixth. Yeah, well, I'd love to uh, see him get that Cinderella story and sneak in because, you know, you always have to uh, back the underdog around here. Yep, so you tipping Glendale or Lampton in that one, mate? I like to take Lampton. They're looking good. Yeah, mate, I find it hard to go against them just, just on their name alone, the rats and dogs or dogs and rats. I always get it around the wrong way. It's, yeah, I'm I, a fan of it. I, call it, I, think, I think I go Lampton, New Lampton, Rats and Dogs, but it's actually New Lampton, Lampton, Dogs and Rats. Either way, it's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, it'll be a good game, and I'm sure Glendale, they've just got two, one win to their name. I'm sure they'd love to double that tally. And, but uh, Lampton, New Lampton, on the back of that confidence-boosting win against Shortland, um, and their slim finals hope, I'm sure they'd like to keep it alive uh, going into the uh, end of the round. Although they will know on after Friday night's game, the top of the table, Katara, take on fourth place, Wanji out at Wanji Oval. Uh, I, I have a feeling even at this time of year, Wanji Oval on a Friday night might be a bit of a cool place to be at 7 o'clock. Yeah, well, uh, they've got a pretty good um, record on a Friday night. As far as I, think they, I think they've played two or maybe. But I know they, they do all right on a Friday night, especially down there. That breeze coming off the water would be pretty chilly. Yeah, it certainly would. I think they, yeah, as you said, they uh, they won against Glendale down there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the week before that they played at Ford Oval on a Friday night and put an absolute um, thrashing through. I think they mm. almost got to fifty against Lampton, New Lampton. So yeah, um, it'll be an interesting one. And look, uh, Katara, you know, it's not going to be an easy trip down there, but Katara had fancy themselves. They've been in some pretty good form uh, over recent weeks. Yeah, it's pretty hard to go against Katara. They're a pretty good outfit. They're pretty strong from one to thirteen plus their bench. So. I'm probably going to have to go with Katara. Yeah, I'm sure you'd be happy if Wanji could do you a favour and knock him off, though, so that uh, your, your game on Saturday afternoon would uh, crown the ladder leaders leading into the uh, final round as uh, we have you guys taking on Shortland. Uh, now, the uh, the draws got you as the home side, but the game's at Tuxford Park. So can you do you know where, where you're playing at this weekend? As far as I know, we had a washout game that was supposed to be a home game for us, and we moved it down there. So it's supposed to be a home game for us now. Okay. As far as I know. Well, that'd be a good run for you guys. I'd leave you with last week and then the next two all at home, which would be great. But it's not mm. not going to be an easy run. I mean, I know, I know who you're going to tip. And, you know, after we had John on the show earlier in the year, I'm not game to tip against you, mate. So I'm going to tip the Crushers <laughs> yeah. to win this one. I think it'll, I think there'll be plenty of points on offer and it might be uh, fairly physical this game. Yeah, God, there's no doubt it's going to be physical. Shortland, that's who they are. They like to bring an imposing type of football, but hopefully we can get the cookies. And, uh, you know, are you guys relishing the chance, the fact that you've got the other two top three sides in the last two rounds? Is that a good way, do you think, for you to build into finals? Uh, yeah, 100%. We want to go in with that, the, the grandstand finish heading into the finals. And like, we're obviously pushing for that minor premiership. And um, like we want it and we'd rather the challenge heading in. And I see it as we're already in finals mode and we have been the last few weeks. So that's how we're all looking at it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it puts you in control of your own destiny too, doesn't it? Because, I mean, basically, if, if you win both those games, then then you finish first. It's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. Look, there's no huge benefit over finishing first versus finishing second. It's not like you get a home semi-final in this day and age, but it is yeah. you know, bragging rights, momentum going into the finals. Uh, but a top two finish would obviously be ideal, giving you that second bite of the cherry as well. Yeah, well, we are, yeah, we're happy. We want the one, and that's, that's, that's all it's going to be. That's how we want it to be, and we're going to push for it. Nice and easy, mate. I'm sure John's already put it through your heads, but t- two wins, it's a pretty straightforward equation. You win those two, you're the minor premiers, then you just got to win a- win two more after that. So string four wins together from here, and uh, the end of October, you're, uh, you're you're lifting the cup. Yeah, well, that's the plan. <laughs> sounds, sounds nice and easy when you put it like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier in words. All uh, right. We'll jump on to the Chase the Energy C grade, mate. Um, and this one, an eight-team competition, so they'll have a six-team finals. The results from the weekend, as I talked about before, Hamilton turned around a 38-18 to 18 loss to Raymond Terrace with a 38-6 to 6 win over Raymond Terrace, a fair swing in two weeks. This was an interesting round because everyone had played everyone at the opposite venue the week before. Uh, Budgie Oi backed up their, their comfortable win at home against Stroud with a two-point win up at Stroud Showground. It must have been a little bit nervous for the latter leaders against the Cellar Dwellers, 32-30. Yep. Morissette continued their march after a slow start of the season, 34-6 over Tall Timbers Timber Cutters. And Dungog, a big win up at Bennett Park for them, quite key over second-place Swansea, 24-4, that uh, does their finals chances a big boost. Uh, that leaves the ladder now sitting. Uh, Budgie Oi all but guaranteed the minor premiership there. Two wins clear on 15 points from Swansea and uh, almost 120 points and for and against. So you can't see that turning around anytime soon. But they'll cement that this weekend if they can get a draw or a win or Swansea lose. Uh, Swansea on 11. Hamilton and Morissette nipping at their heels for second place on 10. Uh, they were then back to Dungog in fifth on seven. Uh, barring some outrageous results, they'll probably finish the season there. You've got Raymond Terrace on five, Tall Timbers on four. Stroud on two. And how's this for an amazing stat? Stroud on two points. Haven't won a game this year, but after eight games, only have a four and against of minus 64 and are still in the finals race if they could win either one or both. Well, they, they need to win both of their last two games, sorry. But if they won't manage to win their last two games, they could make the finals. So, And they start with a local derby against Dungog and then they take on a, a Swansea team that's a little bit out of sorts. They drew with Dungog earlier in the season. So it's actually, you know... A feasible thing. Stroud could win their last two games and sneak into sixth. Yeah, well, anything's possible. That's the that's the whole thing with footy. You never out till you're out. So yeah, you got to play the whole eighty and see what happens. Oh, he's loving the cliches here, aren't you? <laughs> I love them. Yeah, uh, definitely a good footy cliche. Uh, as I touched <laughs> on the the uh, the derby there up at Stroud, it's going to be a triple header. I understand uh, Stroud and Dungog, and then you'll have both Stroud and Dungog's ladies league tag hosting games in a lead-up to this men's game in C-grade. Stroud versus Dungog. Can Stroud keep their fairy tale alive uh, and uh, get the win over Dungog and chalk their first win of the season? Well, as far as a, a local derby goes, that's a hell of a trip for both of them regardless. But um, I'm just going to back Stroud because, you know, why not fairy tales are one on the field, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mate, uh, it'd be great to see just to keep it, you know, heading into the last round. It'd be great if all eight teams were still alive for um, a finals berth and, you know, you'd be looking at all the results and permutations. It'll uh, keep the league busy as they try and plan the uh, semi-final venues and who's going to play where on that uh, 10th of October if we don't know until the final whistle in round 10. But the other games, Swansea and Raymond Terrace. Look, Raymond Terrace showed what they were capable of two weeks ago, beating Hamilton. But uh, Swansea, look, they'll uh, they'll be eyeing this off because a win here, I mean, a loss here would almost see them drop down to maybe third or fourth and 
really, really, you know, harm their chance of having that second bite at the cherry. But uh, a win here would uh, go a long way to consolidating a top two berth. But uh, Raymond Terrace, again, a win for them, locks them into the final. So who do you like here, mate? Oh, well, we, we played against Swansea, and yeah, they're a pretty good outfit. But when I looked on the ladder there, um, for and against wasn't looking too good. So I'm probably going to back Raymond Terrace solely based on that. Yeah, I think I think I think Swan, I think both these sides are a bit hot and cold on availability. Um, Swansea, look, they came up with their two wins, but they've had some good results. They've they've uh, they've taken Hamilton to the wire. They had a draw with Budgiewoy. They even had a kick kick from the sideline at full time to to defeat Budgiewoy, who are undefeated still. So, uh, look, on their day, they can mix it with anyone. Both these sides. So this this game, depending on which two sides turn up, could uh, mm-hmm. either be an absolute cracker, not much to watch, or it could be a bit of a cricket score one way or the other. But the Swans tend to tend to stack up pretty well down at Parbury Oval, and it's a bit of a trek from Raymond Terrace. So uh, I think the Swans might uh, get this one in a high-scoring but close game. Uh, next up, Tall Timbers. They've had a bit of a tough year. They're not the side they were last year that took out the C-grade title. And they take on a hot and cold Hamilton Ducks side. Hamilton looked like they were the absolute pace setters early in the year. Then they fell to Budgie Boy, and then they've fallen to Morissette and, and Raymond Terrace in re- recent weeks. But they bounced back last week, and... I think they'll. Uh, they're a very social side. I think they'll enjoy the trip down to Orimba. Yeah, well, I heard that the trips down there aren't that bad, and they put on a a drink and that for you afterwards. So I wouldn't mind doing the trip myself. Yeah, certainly not too bad. Is it? They, um, they pretty much convinced me when I was in my playing days to go anywhere if they told me there was a free beer involved. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So who are you going here, mate? We're we going to the third place Hamilton Ducks, or are we going Tall Timbers, who are only one point outside of the finals race at the moment to keep their finals hopes alive? Yeah, I'm going to have to back the Ducks here. I hear they're not that bad. Yeah, the, the, the drinking team that plays football, they tell me. Uh, yeah, well. That's D grade as well, isn't it? Yeah, mate, that's, that's, that's most of Newcastle and Hunter, I think. Uh, <laughs> the final game of the round, an interesting kickoff time here, five thirty PM at Budgiewoy, uh, or at Halaklani Oval. Budgiewoy host Morissette, probably the two form teams of the competition at the moment. Uh, they played in the early rounds. I think might maybe the first round of the competition, which was round two, just to confuse people. And Budgiewoy got away with a late win, twenty two ten at Morissette. Uh, Morris yep. had an improved side on that, so this one's going to be an absolute belter. And for mine, it's probably probably one of the top two games of the round across all the grades. Yeah, well, it does sound like a good clash, especially coming into the end of the year. So it's good to see that they are battling it out hard late in the season. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting. Both sides got some good talent. Uh, Morissette uh, and uh, Budgie were both big forward packs, so there'll be no quarter given. And uh, look, Budgie always undefeated, so it's going to be pretty hard to go against them, especially at home in an evening game. Which uh, you know, it's not that big of a change, but you know, we're recording this at about five thirty at night. The, the light's starting to dim, and it's just you know, it's that hard time mm. around sunset. Um, so, you know, you'd be much rather be doing it at home at those sorts of times. And uh, Budgie Boy, as I said, the undefeated side at the moment. Yeah, 100%. You you know, this is what time you train at. So hopefully it'll probably actually be a pretty good game. I'm probably going to back a, a Rimba, even though they might need that loss before they go into the finals. I'm going to back them to go undefeated for the rest of the year, actually. Yeah, the Bulldogs to go undefeated. I like that, mate. Um, yeah. All right, next up, we'll jump into the B-grade competition. And uh, unfortunately, the first game of the weekend, Walls and Maryland weren't able to get a side together. Um, and that saw them uh, go uh, fourth at the match against uh, Waratah Mayfield, which saw Waratah pick up the two points. In the other games, Dudley also on Friday night, 52-16 winners over Maitland United. 
And then the only Saturday game, it seemed like defence was optional. This one, the Aberglass and Ants, 44, defeated Malibula, 38. That's a scoreline score reminiscent of those uh, old under-20s days, isn't it? They used to just, you know, it used to be 56 to 40 and all these sorts of scorelines. Uh, not much tackling going on in the heat on Saturday. That's over a point a minute, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that's good maths on the fly, mate. I like that. 82 yeah. points in 80 minutes. Yeah, that's like, yeah, defence was not required that day. No, exactly right. So that leaves the ladder. Uh, Dudley on 12 and Waratah also on 12. They'll be fighting at the minor premiership. A big gap in four and against their Dudley plus 190 after some big wins in recent weeks. Waratah plus 101. Aberglassen are two points back on 20, uh, 10 points plus 28. And then Malibula two points further back on eight. Walls end on six. So Walls end some pretty uh, pretty poor for and against, but still in the in the race if uh, if the results can go their way. And, and look, they'll, they'll start it off this week and we'll go uh, from Saturday afternoon backwards. Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, they take on Maitland United. Maitland United yet to win a game. They've got the one one uh, buy to their credit from uh, their start to the season when they are in A grade before they got dropped back. But it's been a, a tough old year for the Maitland United side. And I think Walls and Maryland will be licking their lips at uh, pick, hopefully picking up the two points here at uh, King Edward Park, a.k.a. Henny Penny Stadium at East Maitland. Yeah, well, if you forfeit last week and you're playing a team who hasn't uh, won a game, you'd be pretty excited to put a team together. But Maitland might show up and think this is our chance. Yeah, well, they certainly much improved last week, uh, Maitland United, and the week, and you know, like the score, I might not have reflected, but Dudley got away from them. And the week before that, they got in the uh, got in the arm wrestle with uh, Waratah and again with uh, Aberglass. And so they're, they're in much better form than they were the first half of the season. And they'll be keen to break their duck. But as you say, Walls End will be keen to bounce back from. Uh, Last week's forfeit, you never like forfeiting due to lack of numbers, so you'll be rustling up every man and his dog this weekend to make sure you get, get a side together against this, the only side below you on the ladder. Yeah, uh, exactly right. You think they'd show up for it. Yeah, exactly. So, and keeps their finals hopes alive, as I said, if they can get a win there. The Tigers next up, Aberglassen at 2 o'clock on Saturday. They'll host the Dudley Magpies. This is a uh, a cracker of a clash. Earlier in the year, Aberglassen did knock off Dudley, but Dudley's managed to string together something like Five wins on the trot now to see themselves perched atop the ladder. And they'll be looking to uh, put one hand on the minor premiership trophy with another win here and another for and against Booster. Uh, do you like the Ants at home at McEachie's or do you think Dudley will continue their run? Um, I actually watched Dudley's highlights from the weekend. They look pretty comfortable around the ball, but I've got a few boys that play for Aberglass on the song after back the Ants in this one. Uh, the ants will march on from you, mate. I like that. Uh, yeah. the, ne- the next one, and I'm definitely going to uh, stay well clear of any tips here because as, as of my last update, I think there's a good chance I might be refereeing this one on Friday night. Quarter past seven, Waratah <laughs> Mayfield taking on Malibula Panthers. This is a key game for both sides. Waratah need the win to stay in touch with Dudley, if, uh, with Dudley playing Aberglass in the next day. Um, if Aberglass can upset Dudley, obviously a win for Waratah sees them leapfrog into first. And Malibula, a loss here... Um, would, and, and a win for Walls End against Maitland United would see them pull level heading into the final round, which is the last thing they'd want to do. They'd want to get a win here and a win and guarantee them a finals berth. So there's plenty on the line. Right, who do you like here? Waratah, they're, they've been pretty strong. They've, they've dropped back a little bit in the last two weeks, but been pretty strong previous to that. Malibula started like a house on fire, but their last few weeks haven't been able to string much together. Just with uh, Malibula giving up that many points on the weekend, just gone, I'll have to back Waratah. Yeah, it's certainly got to be a concern. They've given up 104 points in the last two weeks, Malibula, so uh, they'll need yeah. to shore that up. I know they've had a few players out, and they are hoping to welcome back a few players as they head into the finals, but they've got to get there first, so uh, that will be yeah. a cracker. And uh, the Bar TV game this week will be Waratah versus Malibula, so if you can't get down to Waratah Oval on Friday night for the quarter past seven kickoff, make sure you tune in 
to Bar TV Sports uh, for the coverage of that one. It will be a good game with both sides, uh, as we said, plenty on the line and you know, things really heating up as we, we head into finals footy there. Yeah, did you know that was going to be on Bar TV? Is that why you're reffing it? Mate, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I put my hand up. I like that. No. <laughs> you, you've, seen, you've seen me referee before. The, le- the less coverage I get, the better is probably uh, probably the best uh, best way to go about it, mate. So Yeah, usually when you ref me, I was just copping the 10 in the bin and I was usually walking away. So. Yeah. Well, hey, Lee's just smarter than some of them. You, d- you didn't keep going at that point. You just walked off and copped your 10. It's been a yeah, while, though, since I've refereed yeah. you, mate. Yeah, it has been a hot minute. Yeah, you've been enjoying that probably. <laughs> <laughs> We'll jump, jump into the A-grade, mate. Um, the Win Network A-grade competition. There were some big scores in this competition on the weekend. We'll start uh, Saturday afternoon out at Les Wakeman Oval. And again, well and truly more than a point a minute here. 72-22. West Walls End defeated West. Uh, mate, it's a big win for the Magpies and a, and a big for and against booster there. Yeah, it's good to see uh, the Magpies building a, a strong team. But I know like the West Newcastle like coaches and all that stuff, they'd be... They'd be hating their performances through the week, but it is West, so I can't feel sorry for them. No offense to the boys. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, uh, there's a few people that would share that opinion, I think, unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> look, there's some good guys, as you say, that play out there at West, and they're, they're toiling away, but there's some really strong sides in this competition. And to speak of strong sides, the two sides sitting above West Wales and also had big wins. Dora Creek, 46, defeated Northern Lakes, 4. Northern Lakes, another send-off for them. Uh, I believe it was Riley Snowden this time. Uh, in the other one, Thornton 50 defeated Glendale 8 at Bower Oval. So a big win for the Bears as they uh, continue to perform strongly. Only the one loss, and it was by forfeit uh, a couple of weeks ago. So an interesting one. And the final game of the round, uh, University, they were leading for the majority of this game. But Fingal Bay, they pipped them at the post. 32-30, that uh, put a real dent in, in University's finals hopes. A win there would have put them only uh, two points out of the finals. But Fingal Bay, they, they march on and... Uh, Look, they'll be they'll be uh, eyeing off another uh, finals campaign after getting brought up from the Bigo competition. They've done quite well, the Bomboras. Yeah, I think they were sitting in third when I had a look at the ladder beside us. That's pretty good to go up a grade and stick it out. Yeah, that's right. So well, they're actually in fourth, just behind West Wales End. But yeah, oh, with yeah. a six-team yeah. final series, there's a good chance uh, the way it sits at the moment, they will come up with a tough draw and take on Westy in that first week of the finals. But with two weeks to go, anything can happen. Uh, we'll start off with the uh, 2 o'clock game, the early game. This will be played between the under-19s and the Tier 1 game at Harker Oval. So a big day out at Harker Oval. Western Suburbs will take on Thornton Beresfield and uh, those coaches you talked about from West will certainly be uh, looking for some big improvement. Otherwise, they could be in, on the end of another big score against the Bears. Yeah, well, it'd be hard to get it out of them against the uh, Thornton boys. They're doing it for a pretty good cause and... Uh you know, a couple of the boys are playing there and they're pretty talented sides, so it's hard to go past Thornton on that one. Yeah, the Bears, plenty of talent over there and they've got Pat Robards, mate. Yeah, well, their whole forward pack's pretty unreal. Right. I don't want to give Patty too many raps. He gets a bit of a big head that does the young fella. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's done yeah. a good job there getting that side together. As you say, they've got plenty of talent over there and, you know, the likes of Hanford and Den as well playing in the halves and some good strike backs yeah. as well. So they've... Uh, They've brought together a good team and a bit like some of the other teams that have brought in some players this year in a different season. You just hope that they can uh, continue on uh, in the coming years as well, mate. That'll be key. Yeah, it'd be good to see them stick around for a while. They've got a pretty good team and like a, it's like what they're doing it for is probably my favourite thing. Like yep. as one of the boys that they used to play with passed away a few years ago. And so it's good that they're doing it in, uh, in tribute, I guess, for him. 
Yeah, it, it is great. We had uh, Paddy on the show uh, a little while ago, a few weeks ago, and, and he was talking about all that, and it's great, you know. Yeah. There's some guys that have gone on to different clubs, like, you know, played a bit of Union. Some of the other boys have been at, at the Pickers or at Woodbury or wherever else, and they've brought it back this year. And, you know, mm. I, I think I think the, the word out of there is that there's a, a, certainly a core of them that, that uh, are planning to hopefully hang around next year if they can get a side again. So it'll be great for Thornton, you know, the, the old Barrow Bears, as they were many years ago, were a powerhouse in... Uh, Newcastle, Newcastle and Hunter or the Maitland Coalfields competitions over the years. So it'd be good to have them back yeah. and continuing hopefully as a either A or B grade side in the years to come. Yeah. Uh, the other games this weekend, there's some absolute belters here. Dora Creek hosting Westwalls and it's first versus third. But uh, look, these two have had the uh, the favourites tags on their on their um, on their coattails all year since uh, since some of their signings were announced. And this will be physical. I think last time they played, there's only two points that separated them at Les Wakeman and. Uh, you know, you've got you've got the Briggs boys taking on Brad Clark, Tyron Al, Amy, and the Alchin boys, the Jeffrey yeah. boys as well. The you've got the Simon brothers. There's brothers everywhere here. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a real family affair, and a lot of the boys will know each other from the, the Scorps days and around the trap. So there'll be no love lost. I don't doubt they'll have a beer afterwards, but uh, she'll be on for young and old this one. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a match up. You think it'll probably be pretty close, but I think it'll be pretty high scoring as well. And who do, you, who do you like here, mate? Is it going to be the Swampies at home or uh, Westwall's oh. going to break Dora Creek's duck? Remember, Dora Creek only lost, have only lost one game since the start of the 2019 season. Yeah, well, I hate to do it to one of my brothers, Khan, but I'm going to have to go with Dora on this one. Yeah, right, mate. I was going to say, you, you'd, have a, you'd have a few crew in, in both sides, wouldn't you, uh, from your time at uh, around the traps? Yeah, I know a few of the boys. Not so much at Dora Creek, but a few of the Westie boys, yeah. Yeah. Knocked around from a bit. Yeah, of course, they're the other brothers that uh, fly under the radar because they're the ones that have been there for for, for a number of years and, and led uh, Westy to the B-grade title is the, is the Yonke boys. They, uh, yeah. yeah. Kai especially is an absolute stalwart of that club. Uh, he's been the heart and soul yeah. there for, well, yeah, the best part of a decade or more, mate. That was the exact word I was going to use was stalwart. I've said it a dozen times on this show over the last two years. He is just... So so deceptive and impressive the amount of work he gets through for a big bodied guy and oh, yeah. they, they could have thirteen players and he'll turn up and play 80, 80 minutes but at the same time he'll play whatever roles required of him so absolutely yeah, right. he's he's the epitome of what Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League footballers are about so uh, yeah a, a great footballer next up we've got Northern Lakes hosting Fingal Bay at three o'clock on Saturday down at Northern Lakes Football Club at Gumboyar Oval this is a fair trek mate uh, Fingal Bay. Uh, Look, uh, I'm, I'm hearing on the grapevine they, uh, they're they a bit light on numbers this week, so they're, they're doing what they can and hopefully we'll get down there. But, um, yeah, it's not not going to be an easy road trip. Uh, it'll be the best part of an hour and a half, you'd think, from Fingal Bay all the way down to, to Northern Lakes. Yeah, it's always a big trip from either way. But, um, you know, I don't know too much about North Lakes, if anything at all. Um, if Fingal are light on numbers, though, and travelling there, it's going to be pretty tough for them. I'm probably going to have to back uh, North on that one. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one because uh, these sides will likely um, both both come into the finals calculation. So it'll be interesting to see where they finish up. And yeah, Northern Lakes, look, they've got Cade Snowden and Riley Snowden. So when discipline is uh, kept in control, uh, they go quite well. They've got a couple of other good names as well. They've brought in Aaron Morris, who captain coach Belmont South last year as well. Um, when they can drag him out of the KFC drive through, he gets down for a game. So uh, yeah. yeah, although uh, hearing some rumours that he might have to travel a little bit further afield for KFC at the moment. I, I can't elaborate too much more than that, but anyone that's listening that knows Chop will know exactly what's going on there. Uh, finally, the final game of the round, and this one's a real key game. Glendale will, well, it's uni's home game, but as many know, uni can't play games at the university this year, so it will be at Bower Oval with the ladies' league tag match as well. 
University versus Glendale uh, at Glendale there, but Uni's home game. University with a win could will keep themselves within the hopes of a finals uh, berth. Glendale, a win, would see them lock up sixth place as a worst place finish for them and uh, wrap up the top six, but just the finishing order to be decided. So plenty on the line here, mate. Yeah, that's, that's a, a big predicament for the boys to be in. And um, I want to back, back Glendale, to, but I'm going to have to go at University. Just that way, the uh, the finals race is still happening in the last week. Bit of excitement into the last round, yeah. Look, yeah, why not? I'd love to see Sambo and the boys uh, break their day. They've got some really, you know, Glendale got some great guys over there with Robbo and the crew as well. But uh, Sambo and uh, Young Rots um, been doing some great stuff with the side they've built there, and you know they've toiled away. They missed those couple of games due to the, the COVID issues and different things, and yeah. they've just kept on turning up. They're yet to get a win. Uh, Hopefully this can be the week for them, and uh, as you say, keep the, you know nothing personal against Glendale, but just keep the finals race alive with a bit of excitement, mate. Yeah, I'd love to see that at the end of the year. It's good for the game. Yeah, lovely, mate. We might just have a quick run through. We won't go through the results. We'll have a quick run through the uh, ladies league tag fixtures for this weekend. I'll run through the ladders first. We'll start with the ladies league tag A grade, and Aberglassen have got one and a half hands on the minor premiership with their. Absolutely outstanding for and against, and now they are a win clear of Fingal Bay and Stroud after the weekend. They're on 16 points. Fingal Bay and Stroud second and third on 14 points. They'll both finish there. It's just a matter of which place they finish in. University 10, Raymond Terrace 6, Greta Brankston 6, and Maitland United 4. So those three sides at the bottom all battling out for two finals berths. So uh, the ladders, uh, there's some interesting permutations that come out of it still, mate. Yeah, well, that's the thing at the end of the year. Hopefully we can keep the races nice and close and that's what's good for footy and hopefully that some of the girls can get their first shot in in the finals or whatever. Yeah, lovely, mate. Um, the, the, the games this weekend, uh, uh, Raymond Terrace, they've got the bye, which will help their finals cause. Maitland United have the unenviable task of hosting Abba Glasson. Um, you'd certainly think the ants will continue marching on, pardon the pun. Yeah, no, they are. I've seen their four and against it. They must be unreal, so definitely going to have to back them. <laughs> yeah, next up, we've got uh, University hosting Greta Branks. And University in good form, uh, starting to get some wins together, a slow start to the year with those uh, games they couldn't play. But uh, I think they're, uh, you know, and pardon the pun again with the Seahorses, but they might be the dark horse for the competition if they can knock off the Colts here. Yeah, I might have to. Uh, I think they'll get it done this weekend for sure. And the next one, Stroud will play Fingal Bay at second versus third. This will probably determine who finishes second and third. And, and look, there's a lot on the line here because the loser of this likely will face University in a tough game the first week of the final. So uh, both these sides will want to get the bragging rights and run second. Yeah, well, so who's, who's playing in that one again? So it's Stroud hosting Fingal Bay at Stroud. Which team was coming in second? So Fingal Bay's second on four and against Stroud by 20 points in front of Stroud. All right, I'm going to have to back Fingal then. Yeah, the bombies to get that one done from you, yeah. mate. Uh, now we'll jump into the B-grade ladies' league tag really quickly before we head to Newcastle Rugby League, which you'll be able to give us some insight on, mate. And uh, short, <laughs> Shortland, even with their uh, loss for the first time this season, our, our minor premiers, their three wins clear at the top of the ladder. Dudley, unfortunately, yet to break their duck. They're still on zero points at the bottom and will finish uh, in the final position. Though, with a four-team final series, we've got Malabula and Dungog on eight and Swansea and Hamilton both on seven competition points with two games to go. So the finals race is well and truly alive. Uh, Hamilton, with the uh, the new side, with the upset of the year probably so far, defeating the previously untouched Shortland side last weekend. Uh, they're still in fifth, but they're right amongst it. And depending on results, can anyone here can finish as high as second or as low as fifth. So some big games to come over the next two rounds, mate. 
you know, with a win like that, you think they're ready to go. So it sounds like they're getting ready for finals. Yeah, prime, mate. Uh, and we'll start with Hamilton, 140 on Saturday. They travelled down to Parbury Oval at Swansea. Last time these two sides met, they had a draw. Uh, but uh, you'd have to think, I think the Ducks would fancy their, their chances after knocking off Shortland um, and maybe leapfrog Swansea and into, into the finals heading into the last round. Yeah, definitely have to bat the Ducks after a big win last week. Next up, we've got Dungog taking on Dudley. This is the first game, as I said, of that triple header that will feature the Stroud Ladies League tag against Fingal Bay and then the Stroud men's uh, playing as the uh, final game of the day. So a big day there at Stroud Showground. Dungog hosting Dudley. Uh, look, Dudley, a little bit light on numbers. They've done well to just keep on battling through. And, you know, I've spoken to Brooke from Dudley a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. And the girls are having a great time and, and already eyeing off another season next year, which is great to hear. But uh, they'll keep battling on. And But you'd expect Dungog will probably get the win here and uh, consolidate their finals chances, mate. Yeah, well, it's good to hear that they're enjoying themselves, even though they're not winning. But, yeah, it's going to have to back Dungog in that one. Lovely. Next up, we've got Shortland hosting Malabula. First versus second. Shortland will be smarting after their loss last week. But Malibula also coming off a loss, which has caught them in that log jam. A loss here for Malibula would be uh, uh, possibly quite disastrous because it could see them sitting as low as fourth um, and then on the cusp of, of falling out the back door of the finals after looking almost a, a lay-down Mazaire for second only a week ago. So is it going to be Shortland at home to bounce back or is it going to be... Well, actually, this one's... I think this one's up at your ground, mate, um, as the curtain raiser to your men's game. Yeah, yeah, we've got a women's game four hours, yep. so I'm going to have to back the Shortland girls in this one. I think they'll bounce back. They'll bounce back to take down Malibula in that one, and that would see them open up a massive gap at the top of the table. They've been the form side, and uh, certainly the favourites, even with that slip-up last week, to take out the competition. Mate, well, that brings us to a wrap. We might take a quick five-second break, and uh, we'll come back with the Newcastle Rugby League and the Maitland Pickers in the President's Cup. All right, sounds good. All right, back on League Castle. We've wrapped up the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League action, and now it's time to get into the Newcastle Rugby League uh, games. I'm, of course, joined by Kersley Crushers' Tory Neville. Tory, you're, uh, you know the Newcastle Rugby League well, mate. Uh, you spent some time, as you alluded to earlier on, uh, with Cessnock in the competition and also played some junior footy uh, with Curry. So you know a couple of the Coalfields clubs quite well and, and undoubtedly know a few boys that are still plying their trade in this competition. Yeah, I plotted around the lower grades for a little while, but I was always helping out and training when I could, and um, yeah, I might have a bit of insight for you if you need it. Uh, excellent, mate. That's good, because uh, as usual with this podcast, somehow I've got to 50-something episodes with not having much of an idea what I'm talking about, so that's what I bring the guests on for. <laughs> uh, mate, uh, obviously the tragic events, which we won't go too in-depth on, um, that have occurred in the recent weeks with the passing of young young uh, Joel Dark, uh, I saw that the competition was uh, didn't go ahead last week, and so all the games have been pushed back a week. So last week's games are now this week's games. Uh, we won't recap the previous week's results, but... Uh, we've got Maitland hosting Cessnock at 1 o'clock on Saturday. This will be the curtain raiser to the uh, President's Cup semi-final. So uh, not only a Coalfields derby, which is always worth the price of admission, but uh, a President's Cup game to kick off afterwards, mate, uh, semi-final. So a big day at Maitland Sports Ground. Yeah, well, you, you think the, uh, the Maitland boys might show up for it with the, uh, the uh, veteran team that's playing above them, but uh, pretty hard to go past Cessnock. They've got a good team. Yeah, they certainly do, and they're flying high at the moment. Cessnock uh, sitting uh, up in second, I believe, second or third on the ladder, second on the ladder on four and against. Um, yeah, so they've, got, they've got a pretty young team. They've got a very young team. 
as well. A couple, the majority of the team that I've seen on the sheet, they were um, 19s last year. So. Yeah, I think that's been uh, a bit of Toddy's plan is to blood some of the guys with it now being the, the tier one as opposed to the first grade. You know, it's a matter of uh, yeah. nuances. Uh, but Maitland also a fairly young side, as you, as you touched on, a lot of their, their key players playing in the top side. So uh, it'll be a battle, yeah. battle of youth. And Maitland, you know, they, they've been a fair way from winning, but... Um, you know, they always tend to step up for this one, but you have to, as you say, you'd have to think Cessnock will be the team to get this one done. Yeah, 100%. Next up, we've got uh, the game that we touched on before. This will follow the uh, Western Suburbs A-grade Newcastle and Hunter match. It'll be 3.30 at Harker Oval on Saturday, and it'll be the old rivals, West versus Lakes. Uh, Lakes were in some good form last outing, uh, but West, look, you know, they started slow to the season, but uh, as always, you can never ride off a West side, and they're now... Uh, in the box seat in fourth, but a uh, win for Lakes to see them pull level with them. So uh, the Seagulls will, will uh, be up and about for the, this battle of the birds. Yeah, well, every time uh, we ever played Lakes, you always knew you were in pretty, for a pretty physical match. But I think playing at Harker, I think West might be too good there. Lovely, mate. The next game, this one's an interesting one. Uh, Wyong, they've already locked themselves into the finals here and a, and a win would uh, all but guarantee them the minor premiership here. Uh, mate, uh, they're heading up to Townsend Oval and that rock-hard cricket pitch to take on South Newcastle. South's always a good side and they've been in pretty good form in recent weeks. Yeah, well, you love you actually enjoyed playing at South when they were uh, running near the pitch and everyone was screaming to pitch them. But uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be... Um, it's pretty hard to go past Wyong. They're obviously a great team and they've obviously got... I don't know what they haven't lost yet. So, yeah, going to have to back them in for sure. Yeah, they've certainly been in good form and Mitch Williams will be back into his stride after a couple of games back from his uh, his facial injury. So he'll be leading them around. He's a very experienced player. One of the, one of the better ones uh, to have not played NRL that I've seen going around for sure. Uh, yeah. so Central Newcastle will have the bye. They were scheduled to play Curry in reserve grade, but um, I believe that they've pulled out of that game. Uh, so they won't, that game won't go ahead in the reserve grade competition. Yep. Um, which is Curry's top grade, uh, and, and they're, they're doing quite well as well. So that's the uh, Newcastle Rugby League. We'll have a quick look, mate. Uh, as we touched on just before, Maitland and Cessnock playing, and following that um, that game, we'll have the match of the round for the President's Cup, the home semi-final for the Maitland Pickers. They lost their first game last week to uh, the side that finished second, Glebe Burwood, but they take on Hills District Bulls at home at Maitland on Saturday afternoon. Mate, you'd have to go with the local boys here. Matt Lantry and his pickers, they've been pretty good. That uh, that loss might be the old cliched loss they needed to have. Yeah, well, I, got, we, um, I played against the Hills in a, in a trial match and we played against their uh, full-strength team. And um, they were just big and fast. But compared to that Maitland team, I just, I, I just find it hard to not tip Maitland. Yeah, I certainly think um, look, Hills had a good win on the weekend and, and you know, they've got some handy players. I, I saw that game and they've got, you know, former NRL player Heath Lestrange. I mean, he's no yeah. spring chicken, but he is running around there at nine and he's a pretty switched-on operator. Um, they've got a couple of other handy players as well that, that float around in different roles. But, um, yeah, as you say, Maitland, barring that small glitch last week, have been the, the form side. They've put some absolute scores on some of these other sides, including, you know, only a couple of weeks ago against North Sydney. They beat them 46-16 and... They played Hills earlier in the year down there at Crestwood and, and got a close win, probably their closest yeah. game of the season, barring that loss. So I think it'll be a good arm wrestle and um, it'll be interesting to watch the, you know some of these ex-NRL players going around, the likes of Heath Lestrange and, of course, Brock Lamb leading the pickers. So, uh, But, yeah, mate, uh, you got to tip with your heart here and, and we're, a, we're a Newcastle and Hunter podcast, so we'll, we'll back the pickers yeah. in. And uh, it is elimination, though, so if they do suffer their second loss of the season, it, uh, that'll be all she wrote. 
Yeah, well, hopefully not. You know, it's good to see some of the boys down there like Marv playing and stuff. So I hope they can get it done. It'll be worth going down to have a look, actually. Certainly will, mate. Uh, unfortunately, it'll be the same kickoff time as you'll be having, so you'll have yep. to um, catch the highlights later on, which New South Wales Rugby League will undoubtedly share. Yeah, uh, right. Mate, we've got one last segment. We'll uh, take a quick break and, and we'll come back with our, our final segment and then I'll, I'll let you get back to uh, to uh, some peace and quiet away from my, my jibber-jabber, mate. Yeah, too easy. All right, we're back on League Castle and, uh, of course... As uh, I have been for the whole of today's episode, I'm joined by Kersley Crushers player, Tori Neville. Tori, I know we talked off air about this before. I hope you've had your thinking cap on about it. We've got an exciting segment coming up. Uh, the nominations for our our uh, inaugural uh, version of this event uh, are co- coming to a close tomorrow. So there is some last opportunities to get the nominations in before close of business on Thursday. And, you know, anyone that's been watching our Facebook page will know exactly what I'm talking about. It, But for those who haven't... It is, of course, our League Castle Bachelor of the Year. Uh, We've had some exciting nominations so far um, and certainly a few of the boys getting around it. I believe we've got a couple more coming. We've even got one coming from one of the referees, I believe, Tori. I don't know know what your viewpoint on that would be about a referee winning something. Um, We know where my allegiances lie, but uh, fortunately I'm not a judge. Uh, We have got um, two of our judges confirmed, which we'll announce uh, on next week's show. Um, a couple of the girls that play, uh, one that plays in the ladies' league tag in the Newcastle Rugby League, and one that plays in the uh, ladies' league tag in the Newcastle and Hunter. So we spread it around a bit, a little bit to make it fair, and we're just waiting on confirmation of a third judge. So uh, we've got some plenty of nominees. We had Matty Richards on the show the other week. He's thrown his hat in the ring. I've got a couple of other high-profile nominees that I'm trying to weasel some application forms out of. But mate, uh, out of the crushes, have we got any eligible bachelors or just blokes that you'd just be happy to unload so that their missus takes them, you know, new missus can take them home and drag them away from the pub? Yeah, look, we've got a, we've got a bloke on our team named uh, Dylan Rin and he, uh, he ran a uh, 112-kilometre ultramarathon or something and he did it with a weighted vest on. So uh, he's a, we call him a world record holder. So that's, he's that, definitely, that, that's just that's just sick, mate. Who, who's doing these things? Yeah, well, I, I said that um, a world record holder was uh, flying for a weird C, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm down but with that. It is what it is. <laughs> I've I, I got a few problems with what he's done. One, well, if you need to run anywhere, you don't need to take weight with you. Two, <laughs> if you've got to go 112 Ks, get a car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's obviously not a Ford, is he? No, he actually is, yeah. He is. What, what position yeah. do you play? He's uh, our front rower. <laughs> hey, that's the fittest front rower I've ever heard of in D grade. Oh, he's What's the going smallest on? front rower too. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, well, so he's got plenty of ticker then, obviously, mate, doing that sort of stuff and playing in the front row if he's a small bloke. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's a machine. So, so apart from him being, being a weird C, as you described him, and a world record <laughs> holder, um, what, what, you know, if uh, Dylan does get in to nominate, what, what's the reasons he, he should win the League Castle Bachelor? You give him a bit of a plug, mate. Give him a bit of a plug to the ladies that are listening. Oh, look, he's just a, just a great, genuine dude. He, uh, he doesn't mind a drink after a game, but he'll happily go home. Um, he probably loves walking on the beach because he loves going for massive runs. So... I think he's a 10 out of 10, but ultimately it comes down to the judges, doesn't it? It does, mate. And, and yeah, the good thing for the girls, if they are going for a walk or a run with him, they can just slow him down, just put more weights in his vest. 
just jump on his back. Yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll carry you places. Exactly right. You'll go places with this guy. Look at that. I love it. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. Well, mate, one of the questions on the on the nomination form is, um, you know, what song sums you up? I'd have to throw in there for him, I would walk 500 miles by the Proclaimers, surely. <laughs> yeah, 100% put that in there. Yeah, lovely, mate. Well, thank you very much for your time tonight, mate. Um, we will let you go. Good luck on the weekend. Uh, a couple of big games. Uh, you know, again, appreciate you coming on the show. And, and definitely, you know, I've had a few Facebook chats with Blake, and I definitely have to say I'm glad we got the better end of the deal. And, uh, mate, uh, hopefully we can get you back on when it, uh, our grand final show. We can get you on the video and uh, uh, have a bit of a chat and may, maybe get you and Blake on, and, and you can throw a few pot shots at him because uh, this is the second week that I've tried to get him on, and twice he's bailed on me after wanting to come on the show. So... Um, yeah, Mr. Reliable is probably not his nickname anytime soon. No, nah, he's just all talk that fella, so he'll be, he'll be shying away from it. Yeah, no worries at all, mate. Well, uh, again, thanks for your time, mate. Good luck on the weekend to your guys. Uh, make sure you get down. Good double header there. Um, you know, two, two top sides playing in the D grade as well as the uh, minor premiers in the ladies' league tag. B grade uh, coming up against second place. So two basically top-of-the-table clashes. So... Uh, well worth the uh, price of a blue can down there at Jeffrey Park, mate. Thanks again, and uh, hopefully we'll catch yeah, no you around worries. during the finals. Yeah, sweet. Too easy. And yeah, not to mention the uh, pub straight across from the road. So if you're coming down, you can go to the pub straight after. Oh, stumble in, mate. How's the Uber <laughs> service out that far? Does it does it go that far? <laughs> yeah, no, they, we all walk over together. <laughs> That's all right. Blake, Blake will drop everyone home after the pub, won't he? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll throw yeah, him under the bus since he's not on the show. What the heck? Uh, yeah, well, it was mate. the first time we seen him out after 8 o'clock on the weekend. That was huge. <laughs> oh, look out, look out. He's been let out. He's about to leave pass. I love it. All right, thanks, mate. Good luck on the weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, you too. See you later, mate. That was, of course, Tory Neville from the uh, Kersley Crushers. A big thanks to him for his time this afternoon. Again, a big thanks to our sponsors, uh, Texbet. They're around our tipping competition. The links for our tipping contest will go up. Uh, by the close of business Thursday. Close of business Thursday, of course, is always is also the key time to get your applications in for League Castle Bachelor of the Year. So we're getting down to the business end. We've got a couple of spots left there. Um, if we get an o- overflow of nominations, we will cull it down to some finalists. But at the moment, we've still got at least one or two berths left guaranteed in the final. So you're a good chance of getting in. Uh, on top of that, we will, uh, as I said, reveal our judges next week. So make sure you tune in to next week's show. A big thanks to Texbet and, uh, of course, uh, Newey Threads. And make sure to check out our social media channels, Leadcastle AU, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, of course, uh, give us a rate or review on your favorite podcast platform that you listen to us on. Uh, jump in and flick us through some emails. If you've got any questions or anything you'd like us to talk about, uh, anyone that you'd like to suggest us interviewing, just drop us a DM. Um, or uh, flick it through to leadcastleau at gmail.com. Again, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Newcastle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League.